is Christine Conti, and you are listening to best-selling author of Split Second Courage. What if your fears were the key to your dreams? That's right, everyone. Available on Amazon right now as an ebook or paperback. Grab your copy today and unleash your inner superhero. What is holding you back from living the life you truly deserve? It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how are you? Christine, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. We just had an amazing guest on the show. And I say this because it is so time appropriate is it not i did this on purpose i well i almost feel bad that you did it at this time no 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 no. he had choices of of whatever and he was like no no no. i want to do it now and if you you know if you don't know now you know um both brian and i are headed up to the boston marathon very soon so april 17th Woo! patriots day getting it done um just such an amazing experience but Happened to uh, just meet. I was doing some business stuff, and um, this person is really good friends with. Uh, shout out to um, Taggart Downair from uh, Rolga, who um, my partner in crime lately um, introduced me to Wilkerson Given, and without me knowing, I'm talking to him. Um, we had a Zoom. And I was like, so, hey, Christine, you know, what do you do? And he's like, oh, what happened to run? And I'm like, okay, more. He's like, well, I'm I'm in Florida for run camp. And I'm like, well, okay, you're not you're not 12. You're not at run camp, like, That's obviously. Like, like band camp. Like, this is something. And I'm like, okay, it's pre-bought. Like, and I'm putting the pieces together. Like, okay, you run, you're something with sponsors, something in run camp, something with. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sponsored professional runner and i just happened to you know be in florida run camp at where with brooks hansen oh yeah. i'm sorry yeah and oh yeah i also happened to be running with the pros in boston That's i was right. like ah my head exploded because i knew that i wanted him to come on the show because i knew that brian would totally geek out as well i was like yes so that's the kind of impetus to uh, so, how this started. And here it is. I mean, Wilkerson's one of the best marathon American marathoners that we have. Uh, you know, he's a he's uh, looking. And he's to, on the show. Yeah, he's looking to run under two ten in Boston. He's uh, he'll be running with you know he's running with the elite runners. Uh, he's part of the Brooks Hansen project or distance project that yes. used to be. Now it's uh, uh, Brooks Hansen uh, running. So, uh, he, you know, he's got a, a good team. They're sending three uh, elites to go run Boston, uh, actually six, three men, three, uh, three women. And, uh, you know, he's he's the real deal, right? 32-year-old pro runner who's, uh, y- you know, going to be out there uh, looking to bu- looking to break 210 in Boston. Uh, we'll be a little bit further behind him. Uh, but again, you know, we got to talk to him about his training. We got to talk to him about, like, what his nutrition's like. We got to talk to him about, about you know, his favorite workouts and some of the things that he knows that, uh, he, he you know, he has to do in order to really – 
feel confident and ready for, for what he has coming his way. And uh, this was just a really great conversation for me. I, I didn't even look. No one ever listens to this. That's great. Uh, <laughs> people will, but you know, if no one ever does, uh, this was uh, as satisfying for me as as. Or uh, just if you're a runner. I mean, I think that this is a great opportunity to have someone who they they. It's not like they were a runner. It's he is now in the you know kind of in the throes of his professional running career and you know we do get his story and you know you hear about that but it's this is like the what it's like and even if we say this on the on the interview but even if you're not a marathon runner you run 5k's 10k's whatever that it's really empowering to run and to to do races and to to feel like I can do this and whether you're a pro or it's your first 5k there's something to this, and um, there's some magic that we just can't we cannot uh, explain without you doing it. So it's Christine. I'm ready to Ooh. run. I'm ready to run this thing. What do you What do you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, ah, we'll figure it out within the next Listen, ten days or so. All Timers Association. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I'm running with them again this year. They are just an amazing charity. If you're running Boston, they're in mile sixteen point five. Big purple tent on the right, right of this little bridge. Um, go slap their hands. It's really a, just an amazing organization, and um, super proud to represent them. I'll have my ALZ Team ALZ shirt on repping them and um it is going to be awesome and you know what the next episode that you hear is going to be our boston, boston marathon recap, recap. let's yeah! do this all right we'll yeah. see you on the other side brian all right until then here's uh here's a good uh chat with wilkerson given and we're uh really excited to uh be chasing him from hopkinton to boylston street let's go Another awesome episode of the Two Fit Crazies leading into, I'm sorry, is something big coming up for everybody on this uh, podcast in a, like mm, 10 days, uh, which is going to, when this comes out, it's going to be a lot closer. A lot closer. I don't know. I, 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 I got time between now and then, so I'm going to probably get this one out sooner than later. I don't know. Uni- unicorns I'm, I'm seeing in my future. Hmm. What does that mean in April every year? Woo, Brian. Boston Marathon, baby. Yeah. Let's let it rip, right? We've been at this thing for, uh, you know, I don't know how long you've started training for, but I feel like I've been at it Who, for me? days. I'm like, yeah, Christine. <laughs> we'll get into, <laughs> we'll get into Christine's <laughs> training protocol in a what? little bit, but, uh, uh, we got an, an awesome guest. Christine, who are you bringing in with us today here? Wilkerson, how are you? I'm doing great. Oh, oh, I love it. We're always we're always crazy over here as the two fit crazies. So amazing that we got to cross paths. And 
just, you know, kind of randomly we're talking and our good friend Taggart um, was like, hey, you got to talk to Wilkerson and blah, blah. I'm like, OK. Had no idea. Right. When we set up the call and I was like, so what do you do? I'm, I do my normal Christine. You get Christine. And I'm like, who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? What's going on? And you're like, oh, by the way, I run. And I'm like, OK, more. You're like, oh, I'm at run camp. I'm like, no, 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 no. I know what run camp is about. It's like, you know, you don't just go to run camp randomly. And uh, it turns out you happen to be uh, kind of a good runner. Elite. <laughs> We're elite, Christine. <laughs> we got a hammer here. Woo! Uh, Wilkerson, tell us, what the heck are you doing right now, a Michigan boy in Florida? Yeah, so I, I trained for um, the Hanson's Brooks Regional Distance Project, which is a professional, um, primarily marathon-focused group, um, really 10K, I guess, to marathon. Um, so right now we are in Florida for training camp leading up to the Boston Marathon. Throughout the winter, being in Michigan, we will kind of go back and forth to Florida just to help break up the, the Michigan winter and um, be able to touch on some some faster stuff when, you know, there's snow and ice on the ground in Michigan. Um, so currently we're here just leading up to the Boston Marathon to, you know, get acclimated to the heat in case Boston ends up being warmer. Um, you know, and even even if it's not, um, just having that heat adaptation is, is a good thing um, leading into the race being in Michigan. You know, it's still fairly cold right now and going from cold to even, you know, slightly warmer can just kind of throw things off. So it's good to uh, get adjusted to the heat and, um, you know, be, be ready for Boston when it's race day. So I didn't know they did that. I didn't I, know you all well, went south and then came north, which makes sense. I just didn't know. I, I did. I'm like, I, I got, here you go. You ready? I am like, I am like a Hanson zealot. All right. I've, I've like been on that book and tell anybody to listen to like the original plan. Like I've run, I've run a bunch of marathons on that Hanson, you know, advanced plan. And actually for this one, I actually bumped up. I had a, I went to like a, a Boston specific plan, uh, uh, with, with this one. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about it. So I know all about you guys watch the YouTubes of, of those, that road thing that you do, the, the, uh, the simulator and everything with the table down with the water stops and everything that you guys have been doing for years past. I mean, obviously I didn't see it, you going through it this time around, but, um, uh, really cool. How's, uh, so tell us how's training going. Training's been, been great. Um, leading up until really the past, past week, had a little run in with just, um, injury flare up and actually kind of got sick the past week. Um, but honestly, you know, having the bulk of our training completed and moving into the taper phase, it's honestly not the worst timing in the world as long as I can turn things around before, before race day. Um, which they, they do seem to be trending that, that direction. Um, but yeah, prior to that, you know, had a really solid build up and, and training block. So excited for race day for sure. Awesome. Now, I, like, uh, it sounds like every taper almost ever, right? Little, little injury, little sickness, little, you know, just like that, mm-hmm. like standard issue taper, like syndrome that, uh, you know, we run into from time to time. So good. You're right on target, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes your body's just so used to, 
you know, the high mileage in the block and, you know, being on for so long. And then you start reducing mileage and it allows your body to kind of be like, Oh, okay. Now I can like, you know, present this injury to you. And, um, you know, your immune system's down now, you know, is a time when it's easier to get sick maybe. So, um, yeah, definitely not super out of the ordinary to have little hiccups during the taper. Yeah, don't don't wow. discount like the psychological effect too. You feel something, you're like, there it is. Oh man, what is it? Oh, I, you know, oh that old thing again. And it's always some something, right? If it ain't your ass, yeah. it's your elbow. And and uh, come a week out from yeah. or ten days out from Boston, you're feeling something. But at least you're uh, at least you got some sunshine on your face. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, nice to be in the warm weather. Before we before we totally geek out on all this stuff, we have we have to for our listeners, we have to. Not just everyone um, is you know is running and sponsored. How in the heck did this happen? And I know I've picked your brain already because that's just who I am. I'm like, hey, who? Hmm, what are you doing? How'd you do that? So I think our listeners need to hear this, and then I really want to get into some of your good stuff. But all right, so you're from where, and how did you get into running and and get picked up as? As a sponsored athlete. Yeah, we need high school PRs, yeah. college PRs, college record, yeah, everything. We need it all. <laughs> Go. Yeah. yeah. So um, grew up in – or I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, grew up, you know, running in high school. I guess I started started cross country in eighth grade um, and have been running competitively since then. I'm 31 now, about to th- t- turn 32. So been at it for a while. Um Went to Mount Brook High School in Birmingham, Alabama. And after that, went to Furman University, ran cross country and track there. Um, and, um, then in my time there, my coach at the time started a pro group at Furman, um, called Furman Elite and had the opportunity to join that program right out of school. So it was still living and training in Greenville, South Carolina under my, my college coach. Um, trained with that group up until the 2016 Olympic trials. After that time, um, moved out to Houston to take a job for SOS hydration, which is an electrolyte replacement, um, beverage company and got linked up with team green running. Um, Dan green, the coach of the Woodlands high school for I think like 30 years or something like that retired. And, um, had a group of professionals that he was coaching at the time and um, is still coaching some um, to this day, but joined up with that group um, through 2018. And then um, 2018, my, my job location became flexible and being in the South, being from the Southeast um, wanted to kind of move back that way. And at the time, the best option I, you know, kind of came across was the Atlanta track club. Um, so joined the Atlanta track club, signed with the Atlanta track club and in 2018 and, um, had a great experience there, improved my, um, marathon quite a bit. And then, um, at the end of, I guess it was 2021, uh, my contract with Atlanta was up and <coughs> I was just kind of looking, um, for something different and new opportunity and my, agent at the time just was kind of weighing options and you know it's kind of primarily still targeting the the southeast if if that was going to be an option but uh, my agent presented the the hansons and 
Um, I'd heard, you know, awesome things throughout the years about the Hansons and so looked more into it, talked to, um, Kevin and Keith and just really loved the, the setup and, um, their approach to everything. And, and so made the, made the move at, um, the beginning of 2022. So I've been with, been with the Hansons for a little over a year now. Um, so that's kind of my, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, the run, trail, I guess, through, through running. So, uh, so, all right, I'm going to geek out. What, through college and everything, what were, what were your events? Were you more 5K, 10K guy? Or were you shorter, faster stuff, mile? Well, yeah, so it's, it's funny. Um, I really, I was always stronger in cross country. Um, that was kind of my strength, but I've never run a 10K on the track, which is just wild, um, to be at this stage of my career and, you know, be a distance athlete and, and not have run a 10 K on the track. Um, so in college I was, I was primarily kind of mile and, um, actually ended up doing steeplechase my senior year. My coach at the time was a two time Olympian in the steeplechase. And, um, so, you know, no better person to learn from than, sure. than him. And, um, you know, picked it up and kind of my first year out of, out of college was still pursuing that a little bit. And, um, my coach just, Really saw the opportunity with the longer stuff. Ended up throwing me in the, the Houston half and I guess it was 2015. Um, just to see how it would go and, you know, kind of shooting for the Olympic trials qualifier at the time, which was at, at that time under 65 minutes. Um, and went out there and just had a really good day, kind of surprised myself and my coach. And, you know, at that point ended up, you know, qualifying for the trials and everything and kind of at that point submitted my, um, spot is um uh, as the marathoner. Very cool. So, uh, Furman at Furman Elite uh, Steeplechase. Did you run with Craig Forey's down there? I did. Yeah, I like him a lot. So yeah, gonna, I'm gonna start. Him. I'm gonna start rolling Jersey boys out at you. Don't worry, right? We're Jersey strong yeah. here. And uh, okay, I know, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. And I know right now in JP in Atlanta. Yeah, JP. Yep. Yeah, JP. Yep. I used to train JP's sister, right? Um, really? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And I know his mom. I know his mom very well. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, shout out to that. And of course, Rich Kanaan over at the Atlanta Track Club. Right, right. Uh, yeah, he's a Jersey boy too. So, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're tough cookies, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, and my my primary training partner in Atlanta, Matt McDonald, is also a Jersey boy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, so yeah, I've, I've had Jersey boys to train with my pretty much my whole career. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, um, so, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, uh, you're getting into marathon and then what, what was, uh, how many marathons have you done so far? So I was, I was actually counted up the other day. I think this will be my 10th. Okay. So that's, you know, I guess at 32, like you're, you're in it right now, right? The distance runner, uh, the marathon, age you know window is 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 mid to you know it's the early 30s um you're in it 10 under your belt you feeling good yeah yeah um yeah it was kind of surprising to me that i've i've I've, this will be my 10th um just doesn't feel like it's been that many but yeah you start accumulating them over the years um and i mean been at it for a good bit of time now you know really i mean in the um on the you know, pro side of things, racing more than two a year is, is a lot. Um, I've, I've only done, you know, at most two a year. Um, the Hansons, I think we have 
a rule where it's, you know, no more than two every, um, or no more than three every two years. Three every two years. I know that rule. Yeah. yeah. I read it in the book. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got to make them count. That's when you, you know, there's a lot of time between them. You got to make them count. So Christine, you better ask a question or else I'm just going to take this thing and run. No, Let's I know. Go. I told, um, <laughs> I told Brian, I was like, Brian, I was like, Wilkerson is coming on the show. And he's like, who's that? I was like, you're welcome. You're welcome because you get to geek out. He, he loves to geek out. Like I said, on, on running and no, I mean, I love it too. We just, there's a different level of crazy on different topics that, that we get to pounce. And, um, no, I'm, I'm curious as to the whole, I mean, going back to the whole, like, oh, I have an agent. Like, how, how does that work? You know, like, does someone just come up to you and say, hey, listen, you know, you're a really good runner, or do you pursue that? Because I think that's a really interesting thing to, to talk about, not just, I mean, not just for runners, but for anyone in different industries that, that listen to us of how does that work? And do you have to, pay them do you go broke like is it just like a publicist or you know what i mean like that yeah yeah so i mean thankfully running um it's a little unique in this way of course there's you know several other sports that are like this you know it's very objective um it's you know you run a time and that kind of cements your status as you know that level of runner um and you know that that time allows you to get into different races um and you know the, the faster you get that time um you know, the more, more opportunities you have as far as, you know, not only getting into races, but also sponsorships. And then, you know, as, as you're looking, you know, at sponsorships and opportunities start kind of coming your way, um, bringing on an agent makes a lot of sense because they're able to negotiate those things and, um, figure out what the best, the best fit is. And, um, you know, and, and with that, the agent structure, you know, they're just taking a, a percentage of things. So you're not, um, gonna go, go broke having an agent, you know, they, they make money when you make money. So it, um, you know, it, it's a symbiotic relationship in that way. Um, but yeah, it's all, you know, it's a sport that's very performance based. Um, so, you know, you start running those faster times, start kind of making a name for yourself and, and then, um, you know, those opportunities start kind of coming your way and try to figure them out the, the best you can. So what was your, what was the first, like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Like I am, I am good and I am going to be a sponsored athlete. Like when, when did that hit you that like, oh my gosh, like I can do what I love and people want me to run for them. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is a buildup, um, you know, just incremental improvement over the years. Um, you know, it's, I mean, of, of course you can have, uh, a day where you absolutely just knock it out of the park and run something crazy and surprise, you know, everybody and yourself. But, um, you know, I think the m most common way it happens is, you know, it's years of development, years of incremental improvements. And, and so you, you know, you see it coming for sure. You know, it's, you're continuing to improve and, um, you know, and, and I guess there always is kind of that realization point of, okay, you know, I, I belong here now, um, instead of just always kind of, you know, feeling like you're not quite there. Um, and I guess, I guess for me, honestly, I think, um, the 2016 Olympic trials was, was kind of that moment for me. Um, it was my first marathon and 
um, ended up finishing terribly, but, um, the, um, I guess the first kind of 19 to 20 miles of the race, um, you know, was right in that, that lead pack, um, you know, with at the time, the, you know, top guys in the country and, you know, me being my first marathon, super young, um, was, you know, had a moment of realization of, you know, I, I can run with, you know, anybody in the country through at least 20 miles, you know, I've just got to figure out, I mean, in the last six or <laughs> the whole race, but, uh, you know, just kind of that, that realization of, you know, I'm here at 20 miles with, you know, anybody in the country, um, you know, why, why, why not me? Why not? Why can't I, you know, um, you know, be up there with those guys. So, um, I think that was probably the first, first time it kind of hit me of, you know, okay, this is, this is something that, um, you know, it's worth pursuing. And also, you know, I, I belong up here, I guess. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that as you were saying that I, like I was, I was never a runner. That was that let's just call spade a spade. And I remember my first, the first marathon that I literally catapulted myself into. And I remember making it to mile 19 and being like, Oh, I can do this. Like, okay. It, and obviously I'm not a pro, but it's that same feeling. I think for people that are not runners and maybe it's just a 5k or a 10k, right? Like, like well, I, I can do this. I remember feeling that way at 19 too. And then I got to 22 and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it was yeah. a little bit different. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, of course. You know? But, but look, you are the company you keep, man. And, and if you're in a pack or you're, you know, hanging in workouts and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you've got a good group around you and, you know, it sounds like, you know, you've trained with some, some great talent and, uh, you know, and, and they're with you and you're with them. So why not? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So right. at, at, at a certain level, you, you know, have to have that confidence in yourself. Cause if you don't, if you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Um, you know, that's that, especially in running, that's a huge mental component to the sport. Um, if you're not locked in and, and believing you belong there, um, you're probably not going to be. So Let, let's hit on that while you're there. Cause we've got, you know, we've got an opportunity to really talk about this. How, how much, how much training do you do there with the mindset and, and working on your, you know, the things that cut, does it just confidence that comes from workouts or do you actually, you know, take the time to work on that as much as, or nearly as enough? You know, yeah, I think it's, it's come a little bit naturally just over the years. Um, and just, you know, my time in the sport and, you know, training with several different groups and training partners, um, you know, have definitely learned a lot and kind of learned also, you know, what, what works for me. Um, and, you know, seeing that, that proven and, and races and everything. So, um, you know, I, I don't know that I necessarily do a lot of in, I guess more or less kind of intentional mindset training. Um, I think I, I, it's something that I've just kind of built more naturally over the years. Um, and it's something I, I definitely don't take for granted. Sure. Um, cause it, it is, it is really important. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just little bits of confidence just over the years, you know, yeah. you start, um, you know, hanging in workouts and crush a couple races and, um, you know, you, and you kind of figure out what works for you and, and, you know, as a race approaches, you kind of have, 
those, those key workouts to, um, you know, kind of see where you're at with things. And, you know, there are certain workouts I know if I can do this, I'm ready to run this. And if I'm faster than that, then I'm probably ready to run faster than that. So give us, um, give us one. What's, what's a favorite? What's, what's something that you really know that you like, like I have mine, you know, when I do it, I put a bow on this training. Like I know I'm ready. What's one for you? Yeah. There, there's I, long runs are always a good one. Um, hard long runs, just kind of, you know, where your, where your average is at for the run. Um, you know, in Atlanta, I think there was one specifically we would do, um, that was always kind of the, the fo- or not the focus, but, um, you know, the one, the one workout in the block, you kind of circle, circle on your calendar, um, and really, you know, dial in for, and that was the, the two hour run is what we would do. It was, um, we would do 15 minutes, um, it's continuous. So 15 minute warm up. Then we would do 45 minutes at half marathon pace. So getting pretty close to a full half marathon. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, a 10 minute float and then 50 minutes of marathon pace. Um, and that workout was always, always brutal. Um, <laughs> but I knew if I could, you know, run, run well on that workout that I was, I was ready. Um, so, and there's, there's other workouts too. I think, a lot of those, <coughs> especially for marathon training, a lot of those longer efforts, um, when you start running well in those, because um, I, I feel like those are really the best translators to the race. Um, sure. So when you're able to have some really solid long runs or solid longer workouts like that two-hour run, um, for me at least, I, I you know know that I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and always as a team, always in a group. Are you doing any of these solo at this point? You know, I got I got no one left to run with anymore. You know, it's, it's Allman Brothers song, but uh, you, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, is there is it always with the group? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's um, one of the focal points for the Hansons is that that team aspect. Um, that's really why they started the group, yeah. and you know, continued it, you know, to this day. Um, you know, we run together seven days a week. Um, and so, yeah, you, you always got several training partners to, it's awesome to work with, which is great. How many are going up to run Boston? So we got six total, three guys, three girls. All right. And what's the target? <laughs> Give it to us. Um, yeah. Boston's a little bit tricky. So sure is. Have you run it? Have you run it? Let's start there. Get out. I have. Okay. Um, it did not go well the first time I ran it. Um, just had a, an injury during that buildup and um, ended up trying a new nutrition protocol before the race that just left me really depleted on race day. Um, so it was, it was a tough day. And it was also a, a very warm and humid day um, in Boston. So not not a great one. No, no, no. You just had to see the course first. That was your warm-up. Yeah, it, was good, it was a good course for you. I don't know you. what you're yeah, talking exactly. about. That's how you look at that. You're like, you know what? Now I know the course, and now we're good. Now we get to work. Exactly. We'll talk exactly. course. We'll talk course in a minute. But uh, all right, so that that one didn't that you know it didn't go as planned. Uh, what's the, what's the target for this one? Yeah. So um, you know, I guess big goal currently. Um, you know, with any kind of marathon I approach is, is getting under 210. Um, oh boy. Yeah. 
And Boston's a little bit tricky. Um, just, you know, the way the race plays out, there aren't pacers, um, you know, the hills. It's hard to, it's, I guess, harder to kind of shoot for a specific time with Boston. I agree. Um, so, you know, I think my, my focus leading into the race is just competing well with, um, the group of, of, of top Americans, um, being in that group and, you know, trying to fight off as many as I can. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and I think ultimately, you know, given the day, if it's, you know, a decent weather day that, that will lead to a, a faster time. Um, so with this one being a little more, um, you know, competition focused than, than time focused. Um, so. All right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the Boston way, right? Yeah. You, you know, you kind of let the people make the mistakes early. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a sucker's course, dude. It's, it's begging yeah. you to be fast early. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of make those adjustments too. And, you know, not at, not at your pace, of course, but You're not uh, supposed to bank time at the Boston Marathon. Good luck with that. I just had my team. I just had my like all timers because I run for them every year. I just had my like all timers team meeting and there's always people that are brand new. And we had our like, you know, kind of the old timers and the new timer, you know, whatever. And, um, they were asking for different pieces of advice. And I was just like, um, I'm always told by my friend every year not to go out of the gate too fast. And I said, you know what I do every year? I go out of the gate too fast. And I was like, and underneath that I wrote like every time, <laughs> hey. like every year. <laughs> She's uh Wilkerson, she's wired that way, oh, and God. and we could we can we could tell her until you know these lessons will be taught until they are learned. I, I, I always think I'm not going that fast, and then I'm like, mm, whoops. So here's uh, I went up. Uh, I've, I've run it. Uh, this the, I've run it. This will be my fourth. Uh, and I had some kids. I coach high school, so I had some kids that ran uh, New Balance Nationals indoor a couple weeks ago in, in early March. So I went up, and I was in Boston, and I ran a bit of the course. And I ran, you know, it was the first time I've ever seen the Newton Hills, just the standalone Newton Hills without running 16 miles to get there. And yeah. they're not much, man. I mean, it's a little bit more than you got in Florida right now, but it's, they're not. They're, I mean, it's, it's. Thank you for that. No, listen, I like that. They're not. It's just how you get there and what you're, what you're like, what, what kind of shape your legs are and when you get there. Uh, I know you've probably been all through this. Do you guys like sit in classrooms and discuss course management and things like that? Or is this, this is part of the professional uh, lifestyle? So, it, you know, like if you get there, you're going to be able to get up and over those hills because they're not much, and then you can jam after that. You get to 21, you can fly. Yeah, yeah. One thing, so we actually um, will go and do a, a course preview before any marathon, um, just the way the Hansons kind of approach a marathon. Um, and, yeah, you know, running it that one time, I, I didn't fully, <coughs> I guess, kind of take it in from uh, – assessment standpoint because i've been the in the race and just focus on you know tactics and that sort of thing and not not absorbing everything about the course um just trying to get to the finish line um but going and doing the the course preview one one thing i think that that stuck out me stuck out to me the most um was you know those hills every single one of them has levels off or has a downhill after it um which enables you to just kind of you know catch your breath um which i think Going into this one is is a, 
a nice assurance um, that, you know, if I push a little bit with this pack going up this hill, I'm going to be able to kind of catch my breath on the other side of it. Um, and it's not just going to keep, keep climbing. So. Yeah, or um, even even back it off. I mean, I'm not moving as fast as you are, but I I tend to back it off a little bit going up those hills, knowing that there's no finish line at the top of it, and knowing that I can get right. back and equal that pace out coming down. I actually ran it yep. the le- when I was up there. The one of the last times I did, I parked at the little uh, the T stop <laughs> right by the golf course, uh, in before you make the turn by the firehouse in Newton. And I ran just the five miles of the hills, and then I had to turn around and get back to my car. So I ran the five miles back. So I was just an out and back on those hills. I actually thought it was harder going backwards. Huh. And and I think that it was like, oh, that's a good sign. That means there's a lot of downhill. And, you know, I didn't really realize it because you're usually trying to just regroup and regather yourself. So it was pretty neat to uh, feel it that way. I have a uh, I have a question, and and I don't know. I don't even know what you're allowed and not allowed to say with some of your sponsors or whatnot. Can you talk okay. about your fueling at all? Like, like what do you use? Or, um, you know, again, that was like, you know, we talk all the time with, you know, what what works, what doesn't, what's what's out there now. What is what is your training? I guess promoting because it changes all the time. It's like do this, no, do do this, no, don't do that. So what what's happening now? Yeah, so I guess you know, in race fueling, um, you know. There's tables every 5K. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, tables every 5K with special fluids. Um, and so I personally use a brand called Martin, um, mm-hmm. which they have, they have a couple different variations. Um, I alternate between their 160 and 320 mix. Um, so taking that every, every 5K, about, take about eight to 10 ounces, um, in each bottle. Um, and then my lead up to the marathon diet is actually, I think kind of unique. I've never come across anybody that, that does this, but it, it works really well for me. Um, and that's doing a fat load and then a carb load. Um, I do a, a five day fat load, a really four and a half day fat load followed by a one and a half day carb load right before the race. Um, and <coughs> the, so the thought process behind that, um, is kind of twofold. So when you're running, um, the kind of higher percentage of fat that you're able to burn, um, basically makes you more efficient delays hitting the wall. Um, you know, delays that, that fatigue, um, of running out of, you know, carbs and everything. And so switching over to basically kind of kicking into ketogenesis, you know, basically kind of going keto, um, and doing that, that fat load, um, just kind of primes your body to be burning fats effectively. And what you're also doing during that fat load, um, is you're depleting your body of carbohydrates because it's, you know, really high fat percentage. You're not getting a lot of carbs, um, so then when you switch over to the carb load, your body is kind of super hungry for those carbs and you kind of get that sponge effect, um, you know, kind of a super absorption of, of carbs right before the race. Um, so on race day, your body is kind of primed to burn fat well and also very stocked up on carbs. Um, so it's kind of the perfect storm. Um, and I've, I've, I've found that it, it really works well for me. 
Um, I don't know why more people don't do it, but um, give us an it, example it, of what you're eating. Food. Like, give us an example of some of your like <laughs> go-to, you know, fat-loading versus carb-loading foods. Because some people are like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the fat load, it's all you know, healthy fats. Um, so it's nuts and seeds. Um, eggs are pretty high in fat. Avocado, um, salad with dressing. Fatty fish, salmon. Um, so not a ton of variety in those days. And honestly, you know, being in the taper period and, and fat having higher calories per gram than protein and carbs, you know, I'm not eating a ton of volume of the fat because I'm, you know, getting the, you know, my, I'm running less. So I'm, my, you know, calorie need is, is lower. Um, and then, you know, fat having a higher, calorie per gram, um, you know, load, I'm not having to eat as much, um, during that time. And then, but then yeah, switching over to carbs, um, it's a lot of carbs. It's I think 10 grams of carb per kilogram of body weight. So basically just straight carbs. Um, and <laughs> after that, start feeling, start feeling pretty good. The fat load gets you to a point where you're, you know, you kind of kick into, ketosis kind of get a little bit of like the keto flu and then not feeling great through the the fat load kind of feeling sluggish and then but once once i switch over to carbs um you know i'm I'm ready to go so god i love carbs oh my gosh (laughs) we're all gonna be on it soon right it's gonna be like we're floating on carb river (laughs) floating backstroking down carb river it's my favorite when people are like you know carbs we should cut out carbs we should i'm like yeah. What? I eat carbs, right? Carbs are your friend, please. How about uh how about training? What's what's like peak mileage look like for you? What's uh you know, what is what does that entail? Or regular yeah, week? So, yeah, kind of in the the thick of you know, a marathon block. Um I get up to about one twenty. Um don't get don't get much higher than that. I found one twenty is is kind of a good number for me. And, you know, focusing on each block, kind of improving the quality within that. Um, so getting up to 120, you know, I, I think for me, if I can have at least eight weeks um, back-to-back of 100 to 120 miles a week, you know, I'm pretty – I'm ready to go. That's kind of a formula that I've – is no um, – isn't – like incorporated and uh, praying intentionally for that, but it's something I've found just, you know, in my own experience that is, is, has really worked well for me. Um, and that, that just happens naturally with, with most, um, training programs. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, probably closer to one, 120 for most of that. Um, but yeah, really anywhere from 100 to 120 kind of throughout the whole, the whole block. Do, do you just laugh at like NBA players that have to take the second day off on like a back to back like night? They get, to, they get the day off, right? The, the glamorous life of like a professional runner where there's, yeah. you know, you might have to have a second job and all these sponsorships and you get to run 120 miles a week and <laughs> yeah, they right? exhausted all the time. <laughs> Those dudes are all, you know, making gazillion dollars and, uh, you know, probably go to the hall of fame and they're taking days off. Well, it's beautiful. Yeah. What? So what's your day look like? You know, because obviously, 
you know, 120 mile a week, it's not like, you know, it's not like you can do that all at once. Um, so like, what would an average day look like? You know, or is it, you know, especially like training, you know, training camps, like what does that look like with breakfast trainings and, you know, whatever else is going on? How does, how is that broken up? Yeah. So the, I mean, the bulk of our training is out in the morning. Um, so I'll have a, a small breakfast before heading out for either a run, a workout, come back, make some breakfast. Um, and then I guess, you know, at a marathon block, we do double quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have an afternoon run, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's usually training in the morning, breakfast, you know, a work day and then, um, head out for the double dinner and bed. So it's a thrilling, <laughs> a thrilling <laughs> again. Uh, yeah. That glamorous life of the professional runner, right? Yeah. Uh, we, and it's your on, on Fridays and Saturdays when it's, you know, <laughs> the weekend and your day looks like that. <laughs> so I, I don't know. My kind of, my world looks like that usually. And that's, uh, <laughs> And that's by choice also, also by choice. We choose this. I always say that, you know, it's like we get to do this. Um, (laughs) I spoke at, so I was at like a career day yesterday. I spoke for like a little bit and, you know, it's like you, you get up there and you say to the, you know, the people are like, you know, I, when you think of really about what you do and what you accomplish in a week, you know, like think of all the things that you do in these 120 miles and everything. And when you think back, you're like, wow, I I choose this, like I choose this and I'm good at this and I'm, I'm putting in the work and I'm getting it done. I think it's just, it's hard sometimes to, to kind of put it into, um, put it into words. Like you just have to do it. Like put your head down. I'm doing it. When you're 75, you're going to look back and be like, holy shit. Like I just did eight weeks, 120 miles like of this and, you know, and it's amazing. It's pretty amazing. And I hope you're enjoying some of this ride while, while you're working so hard too. Yeah, no, there, there definitely is something cool about the, the sense of accomplishment of, you know, getting through a marathon block and, um, and, you know, pushing your limits. That's, you know, um, something I, I enjoy doing and, you know, um, yeah, is, is, um, something that, yeah, is important to me and, um, and I, I enjoy it. So, it does, it does drag on a little bit, <laughs> um, you know, but that's, that's part of the beauty of it too, you know, just hammering through and, you know, you really don't feel like it. So, but, but that's like part of, you know, like I, I love, I still love it. Right. I'm 48. People are like, why are you running marathons? Like even, you know, my buddies and stuff, they're like, yeah, why don't you just come run uh pen relays with us? We're putting a relay together. I'm, so, I'm like, I, yeah, cool. Like I, that's awesome. But like, I still love it. I don't know. I still love Boston. I still love doing this. I still love putting, you know, I like when I start training, I like feeling the way that I feel right now, which is kind of like, all right, I'm a little sick of running, but we got a job to do here. You know, like I'm still into it. Um, you know, so for me, it's like, why not? What else am I doing? Right. (laughs) You know, we're all killing time, right. Between life and death at some point, you know, so let's, uh, let's make the most of it. I want to die. I want to drop at a finish line. That's how I want to die. That's what I decided. Like I want to come. I want to be like ninety five and come through the finish line and just be like, you know, put my put my medal on my casket. There it is. Whatever. Um, 
But that like that's kind of that's kind of cool. I am so curious, so curious because everyone has a different feeling or whatnot. So take us through. I mean, you run pretty quick. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, ah, fairly quick. Yeah. All right. um, how do you feel when I know you know we all put in the training and whatnot? Take us through you know, different phases of marathon at that pace of how you're feeling. Because, you know, we all know, you know, first couple of miles, we're like, bah! We're, you know, but is there, you know, do you get to points where you're really in pain or you're really feeling good or what, what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, I, I think every race is, is different in that way for sure. Um, you know, it, in the marathon, I think the pain is inevitable. I think it's going to come. <laughs> we look forward to it. Yeah, at some point, um, and it's usually not going to be very pleasant um, for the marathon. You know, I think in some of my better races, you know, I think you do, you're able to kind of turn your mind off and just kind of enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy, you know, the pack you're running with and, you know, a lot of the marathon too, and it's kind of unique from any other, um, you know, race in this way, you know, a lot of the, the earlier miles, um, really kind of until, you know, halfway or even, even as far as, you know, potentially like 18 or something, um, you know, there's a real sense of com- camaraderie with the, the group you're, you're with. Um, you'll see guys, you know, sharing bottles if, if somebody misses a bottle or, um, you know, cause at the end of the day, it's, it's a long race and those guys around you are helping you, you know, get to the point of the race where it becomes manageable and you're actually able to, you know, really kind of turn on that race mindset and, um, you know, start whittling down and, and competing. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, and it, it's hard to say how you're going to feel at any point because I feel like the marathon, things can change so quickly. You can go from, you know, feeling like you're going to win the race and incredible to a mile later, not knowing if you're going to finish, it can change, you know, that, that quickly, um, you know, bottles can influence that a lot too, especially later in the race. You know, if you are starting to feel real sluggish and you can take a bottle and get a huge second win, um, you know, I think there's people that, you know, have run crazy fast times and they would tell you, you know, early on they felt awful. And, you know, things turned around. So I think, you know, it's, I don't know if it's, you know, good or bad to feel good or bad at the beginning. Um, you know, I think things just change so much, um, throughout the race. You know, I, I think in an ideal situation, you probably feel pretty effortless through at least halfway, ideally probably to 18, pushing 20, um, you know, to where you're definitely comfortable and just kind of feel like you're, um, you know, in a, in a good, low state, I guess. Um, but you know, if, if you're not feeling good early on, things can absolutely change. So you have to tell yourself that as well. Cause that, that's a, that's a tough spot to be in when you're not feeling good early on and you are at mile six and saying to yourself, I've got 20 more miles and I don't feel good right now. doesn't feel like it's going to get better. Um, but you know, I think, you know, if you've, you've had a good training block, the fitness is there you got to give yourself that chance and just, you know, just kind of lock in for a couple miles, maybe steal a couple miles off somebody else, let them kind of take the lead and um, just hang in there and, you know, hopefully things, things turn around. But 
yeah, I mean, every marathon's different. Um, you know, yeah, I think it's almost guaranteed that the last six are going to be pretty tough. <laughs> um, if you, if you're, you know, running it right. So that, um, at that point you're just, you know, locked in trying to get to the finish line and, you know, grind out those, those last miles and beat as many people as you can. <laughs> I want to hear about the finish line real fast before, before Brian hops on in front of me is, um, how, how do you finish? Are you, do you feel nauseous? Do you like, what, how, what is your thing after you finish? Cause we all have them. I, I would say just, yeah, I'm very fatigued. Um, I don't, I don't really get nauseous. Um, you know, and I always feel like I'm, I want to lie on the ground, um, but I never do. I just go, go to the knees, you know, kind of breathe heavy for a while and get escorted to the finishing shoot, <laughs> um, and get offered several waters that I never want. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, bounce back. Hopefully not too long after that. If it's, if it's a hot race, it can take a while to start feeling normal again. Um, just being dehydrated and very depleted and your body's kind of been working in overdrive for a while, but I mean, it's, uh, it's, typical marathon. it's such a gnarly <laughs> freaking sport, man. Like, you know, especially at your level. I mean, I can only imagine just racing it that hard and, and just, for that long. you know, and what you, yeah, exactly. And everything you do. I always, I always remember more than anything, like, when you do get to kind of walk, you go over the finish line, then you stop running and you start walking. And oh, then God, like your, that's hip, worse. your hips, you're like, what the hell is this? Like, you're, you know, you always feel like, wow, I just, you know, just did a number on that. My, I just lifted my legs a whole lot. That's what it feels like, uh, you know, for a few hours. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, pretty cool. All right. So what are you most looking forward to as you head to Boston? Could be anything. Um, I mean, I love competing. So, you know, the race itself, um, just being in that, that atmosphere, kind of being, you know, in the arena, um, and competing against, you know, some really talented, good guys. Um, definitely looking forward to that. Um, I, I think also just the, the buzz of Boston. It, it's a little bit unique in that way. You know, all the world majors have, a similar level of buzz, but Boston for whatever reason is just a, tends to be a little bit different. Um, and, you know, I think this year with, um, world record holder racing, Elliot Kipchoge, um, you know, I think that's going to bring, bring some additional buzz, which will be fun. Um, so yeah, just, just the atmosphere. And, um, it, it's cool too, that, you know, it's on Patriots day in Boston and the city is off of work. And so, you know, everybody's focused on the marathon and, um, you kind of got everybody's attention for, for a day. Um, and just everything that, that goes along with that as it's, it's a fun environment for sure. It, it's such a treasure. Like, it's just, you know, it's it, every, you know, you have to experience it. I, that's my favorite thing too. You know, you get all the college campuses you run through. It's a day off, you know, the race starts at 10 a.m. So like by the time you get, well, 
by the time we get past them, uh, they're, they're usually, drunk. Yeah, they're drunk. <laughs> you know, and, like, <laughs> and we're all like high as a kite because everyone's smoking. And we're running through it, and I'm like, "Am I running a marathon or am I riding a unicorn?" <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, it's like the, the whole, just the whole, the whole thing, you know, just the, the, the whole atmosphere, the weekend leading up. I always say like, you can go to New York city on, on marathon Sunday and, and not even know that there's a race happening. Right. But you can't do that in Boston for five days out. Um, the whole place is just, you know, catering to the, to the, to the marathon and everything. Uh, if you are sharing bottles and Kipchoge hands you something, take it, right? That's my advice. What? I don't know. This is my coaching advice. <laughs> whatever's in there. <laughs> like, whatever it's good for it, you know, take it. Um. It's like stem cells of, of, like, you know, created babies of super performance, you know, Captain how, America serum. How, what's the pros take on that? I mean, obviously, it's special for me to, to run with them, and we're all going to run with them. But what's the pros take on that? Um. It'll, it'll be, I mean, he more than anybody else, you know, is, um, it'll be, you know, just cool to, um, be around him, I guess, you know, it's something that I'm not going to be, you know, I, I'm focused on my race on race day, I'm, yeah. you know, um, you know, not going to be really paying attention to, to what he's doing or, um, you know, how he's handling things, but, um, it's definitely a, a cool, opportunity to be you know in the same space and i i know you know he's what five six weighs like 117 pounds but i know he's gonna own just every room he goes in everybody knows who he is you know he's you know the world record holder um gold medalist i can't uh, wait to see him and be like and you are (laughs) i'm sorry do do you know who i am christine that's me i'm sorry do you not have we not met yeah he just I, I do hope people leave him more or less kind of alone before the race and, sure. and save a lot of that stuff for after the race. Cause I, you know, he's, he's coming here with a mission to, um, win and, you know, set the course record. And, um, you know, I, I think he'll be able to, um, navigate that pretty well, but, um, it would be disappointing to see people, you know, trying to, you know, get his attention and distract him from, you know, his, his race. Cause yeah. Um, it, you know what? Boston's respectful. After that. The race. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. That, you know, it's, it's just a unique twist. I think it's a cool thing for us. And, you know, obviously I'm not, you know, you're, you're, you're actually competing against them, uh, you know, or doing this. I'm not cheering for him. I'm cheering for you, <laughs> Wilkerson. I don't know what the problem is here. Uh, I don't, I don't. Ooh, yeah, Toby. It's, just, it's cool. But look, you know, look, the, 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 the you know the field gotcha. is, the field is always stacked. It's not like you know it's going to be any less more more stacked than than years past. You know, uh, it, you know it's just it's just a cool you know cool thing. So, all right, man. Listen, I, I I'm, I'm ex- so excited. I'm excited ah! for you. I'm excited for uh, you know excited for all, um, us too. I, I I'm at the point now where it's like I wish this thing was tomorrow. Like, can we just run it? Right? You know, I'm I'm. Uh, I, nah, I, not tomorrow. Maybe the next day. Or ten days, uh, and you know it's like I, I'm I, I do get excited still to do this stuff. You know I'm I'm 48. It's like you know I don't have Would to. Would you stop? Years no. young. But, years but, young. No, of course. But and you're still killing I, it. No, I look forward to it. I tell my wife and kids not to, not this time. This one's a business trip. Like I'm I, stay home. I'm gonna go run. I got I got I got shit to do. I got time. You know I got I got something I want to run. So. Um, you know, I want to make sure it's it's good. It's good for me. It's good for the soul. 
I'd be hippity hopping sure. right after you. There it is. And, and the there last, my last Boston didn't go well. Didn't go well. I got some. I got some meat on the bone. I gotta go back and get it. No, it yeah. did actually go very well, just in a different, a different way. Brian wound up um, carrying a guy off the um, down Boylston Street with someone else that like was almost out of it completely, and it got like you know kind of you know sacrificed his race a little bit, and it got picked up by like national media. It took on it's, a like, life kind of its of own, a really, man. Like, crazy. <laughs> crazy thing um that was awesome that was amazing it was kind of so. awesome i wish it never happened but right to everybody <laughs> i wish i had a better race and it wasn't in that place at that time and all that stuff i think we all did but uh yeah the ap photographer at the finish line snapped a shot of it and it was like you know because you have your bib numbers on and had you know it was like one of the top 10 must-see pictures of this year's boston marathon and blah 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 it was only because wilkerson wasn't running and they didn't take his picture that's why yeah so but oh, uh, yeah. yeah, you know they're all different. Like you said, they're all different, and they're all they're, you know they're all their own story with different chapters in between. And uh, you know, just uh, let's let's have a smooth one, everybody, please. I'm all so excited for you. You're gonna be awesome. You're gonna rock. Um, also, when you hear like Wilkerson, it's me. I'm gonna be the one. You will hear me yelling at some point. So just try not to have me arrested because we know each other. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. I'm having my family make you signs as well. They're on Heartbreak Hill. There's gonna be four of them. I'm like, okay, here's everyone running. Here's what we have to do. So they will be cheering you on as well. And um, you're gonna rock. You're gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great day. And um, and I'm just the positive sunshine for everyone. So pumped. So pumped. We'll all be there with you. A little bit behind you, but we'll be there. Oh man. Um. By the way, um, anything, um, any piece of advice you want to give to everyone out there racing that uh, that's going to be out racing the marathon this weekend or or in ten days? Just enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's a really unique environment and um, a really cool one. And so, yeah, just en- enjoy enjoy the race, enjoy the environment um, because it doesn't. Um, come around once a year. So awesome, dude! Right back at you, right? Trust the training. Uh, you know, feel your way through it. Get in that pack, and uh, you know, and and just roll. Uh, you know, it's, and, and don't be too aggressive too early. <laughs> no, by all Noted. means. By Noted. all means. By all means. Yeah, you can show if you're going to show some chill. Do it early. All right. All right, Wilkerson, thank you so much for all your time. We wish you biggest luck. We're all going to be cheering for you in the Two Fit Crazy Land. And um, with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.